0: Jumbo, everyone, and welcome to The Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Kroll, and this is episode number 16 of The Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to head over to Disney's Animal Kingdom to explore the signature attraction over at that park, which is Kilimanjaro Safaris, which is in fact one of the best attractions over at that park. And I'm not just saying that because I love the ride, but for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, you might remember that this was the attraction that I worked on as a cast member on the Disney College program in 2007 and as a seasonal cast member in 2008 and 2009. It is one of my favorite attractions for that reason. I have so many memories working there. And in today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit more about this attraction, about the story, some fun facts you might not know. And of course, I will take you on a very special on-ride audio of this attraction. So grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer podcast. Kilimanjaro Safaris opened its doors to the public with Disney's Animal Kingdom Park on Earth Day, which was April 22nd in 1998, which makes this attraction, as of the time of this podcast recording, close to 20 years old, which is so hard to believe because I was there around the time it first opened during a soft opening preview and had the chance to ride Kilimanjaro Safaris in its original version. What's incredible about this attraction, aside from so many other things, is the size of this attraction. It is one of the most expensive attractions to maintain in the world and is larger than the size of the Magic Kingdom. Just want you to wrap around, wrap your head around that fact. This single attraction is larger than the entire Magic Kingdom Park. Think about the next time you are riding this attraction. What I also love about it is that it is a realization of Walt Disney's dream to create an attraction that features live animals. Of course, many of you probably know Jungle Cruise over at Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. But what you might not know is that Walt actually wanted this attraction originally to feature live animals from Africa and Asia. Of course, that was a little impractical at the time to be able to separate the boats from the animals and maintain the animals in such a small space with all the requirements of a uh, of a zoo. So it was completely scrapped. And of course, Walt decided to replace that with... Animatronics, but I like to believe that Kilimanjaro Safaris was the realization of Walt's dream for an attraction with live animals, and he did love live animals. The attraction features its own little mini ecosystems, such as the Aturi Forest, the Safi River Valley, and of course the famous Serengeti Savannah. So each one of those areas features its own animals that are native to those areas in East Africa. And it features such animals as okapi and wildebeest, zebra, white and black rhinos, warthogs, ostrich, lions, cheetahs, guinea fowl, hyenas, and, of course, elephants, which are the uh, most important animal on this attraction for its story. Although, of course, every animal on this attraction, we're trying to teach guests all about conservation, so they are all important. So let's talk about the story just a little bit. So In its original version, Kilimanjaro Safaris takes guests on a two-week safari through the Harambe Wildlife Reserve in East Africa. Guests begin their journey in the village of Harambe, which as we've discussed before means to come together, and is said to rely on ecotourism as a main part of its GDP. Harambe used to be a fort, so it was a military base, but then it became, after Uh, They gained their independence. It became a village that was really focused around conservation and tourism, which is now how, according to the story, Harambe makes most of its money. So uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris is a very important part of this village to bring tourists to the area, um, to bring them to the marketplaces and to teach them about the importance of these animals and to help them to conserve wildlife and wild places. Once guests come to Harambe, they begin their journey at Kilimanjaro Safaris by either going to the booking office, which is the standby line, or, if they reserved ahead of time with FastPass+, they head straight to check-in to then head to the docks. Uh, The pre-show, as you head over there, tells of the wonders that await throughout the reserve, all the animals that you're going to see throughout your safari. And of course, they do throw in there a little bit of a warning of the threat of poachers and ask you to keep your eyes peeled. And of course, Warden Wilson Matua is the one who is telling you about these animals and telling you to Watch out for poachers to help to protect these animals. Once you get to the end of the uh, queue, you then board Tembo trucks. Tembo is actually a Swahili word, which means elephant, which is very appropriate for the size of those trucks. And you, from there, begin your two-week journey. In the original version of of this attraction in 1998, you actually had two cast members, one driving and one talking about the animals, on each vehicle. And they would tell of the story at throughout the attraction of Little Red and how at some point uh, Wilson tells you that Little Red has gone missing um, Big Red, who's his mom. I'm sorry, Big Red has gone missing, who's uh, Little Red's mom. So they find Little Red all alone out there and guests are told to keep their eyes out for poachers. Um, And at the end of the attraction, we do find out that Big Red was actually killed by poachers. We were able to save Little Red, but um, Big Red was killed. And this original version of the attraction was inevitably scrapped because it was a little too gruesome and disturbing and realistic um, since you did see Big Red uh, killed. So uh, smartly, Disney decided to scrap this attraction Um, Of course, Little Red is okay, but they decided to get rid of Big Red. So when I worked at the attraction in 2007, Big Red was not there, but we still talked about Little Red. And of course, Little Red would go missing, um, although we didn't give him the name Little Red at that point. But we would find out throughout the attraction about halfway through that little red has gone missing or there's an elephant out there who is missing his mom and we need to keep an eye out for poachers and unfortunately it seems like every time I was out there our two week safari got cut just a little bit short and we ended up with about a 20 minute safari or so um, which is of course about how long the attraction is it's around 16 to 20 minutes depending on how quickly the cast members are moving the vehicles that day. And then in 2012, Disney decided to get rid of the poacher scene altogether and expand the zebra area of the East Savannah. So the poachers are no longer a part of this attraction. We're still uh, taught about conservation and uh, told about the uh, taught, taught how important these animals are and how important it is to conserve wildlife and wild places. And we're shown some you know, live animals who are actual endangered species. Uh, So it's a really great conservation message for any guest who comes to this attraction and visits this park. Uh, But the poacher scene is no longer there. Um, And then in 2016, of course, with the expansion of Disney's Animal Kingdom, the opening of uh, the inevitable opening of uh, Avatar, the uh, world of Pandora, the world of Avatar, over at Pandora, they also began running night safaris since the park was going to be open later through dusk. So, in its current version, you can actually ride through the savanna at night uh, and see some of the animals in the evening with some uh, "quote unquote" natural lighting on the attraction to give this sense that it is at dusk, it is at sunset, which gives it a completely different experience. Some other fun facts you might love to know about this attraction are first of all it features one of the largest hidden mickeys on property for those of you who don't know where that is as you're passing around flamingo island that's actually a giant hidden mickey that island is itself a hidden mickey also cool about this attraction again the size is so large so at any given time there can be actually close to 40 vehicles on the track at once in fact there are 44 vehicles at kilimanjaro safaris it's quite a number of vehicles and each one of them can carry up to 32 guests at a time a little or maybe a little bit less a little bit more there's not specifically a certain number of guests in each row it could be three, four, five. Uh, so you can do the math in your head to see how Uh, how much this operates, how many riders per hour this ride has. It's quite impressive. Um, Just for those of you who are wondering, do we actually drive those trucks? The answer is yes, these are actual functioning vehicles. They are not on a track. They are actually being driven manually. When I was training for this attraction, I had to learn to drive those Tembo trucks uh, and had to learn it fairly quickly in just a few days. So it was quite challenging, especially on, as you've seen that track, you have to be able to uh, effectively navigate it through that attraction, but they are actually being driven by those cast members. Uh, In fact, they do feature, you know, real tires and part of the reason why the attraction passes through water at different points is to help keep the the wheels and the tires actually lubricated which helps to prevent them from popping going over all those bumps and then brushing up against the dock for the unloading and loading of passengers those are just a few facts about this attraction Honestly, I could go on for hours talking about Kilimanjaro Safaris, but I am not going to subject you to that. Instead, let's actually take a ride on Kilimanjaro Safaris together, and we're going to listen to, as I said, a very special recording because this recording was... Completed and recorded by my good friend John Carigliano over at the Central Florida Sights and Sounds Podcast before he even started this podcast. Uh, And he recorded me on Kilimanjaro Safaris in December of 2007. So we are going to step back about 11 years ago and take a ride on my safari, which I am very honored and privileged to be sharing with you. Uh, So grab those headphones, and I hope you enjoy your two-week safari through the Harambe Wildlife Reserve. Thank you. the
1: right to watch watch uh,
0: guys, are you excited
1: about going on Safari today? He's on Safari 43. he's um toward the end of the park. So he's be here in just a few Excellent. Excellent.
0: Oh, How many? How many? many? many there How many? How many one. How many? and Four and three. Four and and three. Four Four and three. The o line. How many? How many? How many? I'm an angel. have two to the
1: going word you say? go. They the, the guys is, <laughs> <laughs> Don't blow uh, these guys. <laughs> okay,
0: don't blow these
1: guys. center. Yes,
0: if you're at the red line
1: into
0: the yellow line and stop. How many? Right here, row four. No and how many? Right here. right here. And how many? Two right there, row two. How many? You're row five. Don't go these guys. Six. Seven. Two rows. Seven of no. Yep, two rows. Don't go these guys. and I one. over
1: here. Where's Five?
0: You guys take row one. Eight You're with the five. Go no row one. Okay.
1: This is five?
0: Yep, five and row one. Oh, there's 43. Crap. Should I follow you or? I to experience
1: should be
0: good we are
1: moving, that is the number one rule out of here. Nothing that we are ready to
0: head out and have a good time.
1: You are locked in, going nowhere. All right, you are all clear. All right. We will see you later, Debbie. In two weeks, right? are you for John
0: Monique.
1: John Monique. All right, folks. Tara Booty, welcome aboard. Go ahead and slide all the way across the row, filling in all the available spaces. If you have any small children, you may want to place them in the center of the row. That's for their own safety. You can also feel free to tuck any loose items you may have in the net pouches in front of you. But most importantly, folks, just remember to do remain fully seated at all times. That's for your own safety. Watch your feet on the right, because is going to close those doors up in a second. All right, and there's are shut and locked. So no turn it back down. All right, let's go see you in about two weeks. All right, well, Jamba, everybody, and welcome aboard Kilimanjaro Safari. So my name is Matt. I'll be your game driver on this 14-day photo safari of the Rombe Wildlife Reserve. This was established in our 1971. help us to protect our local wildlife. But before we head into the reserve, just like to point out, directly above your heads, you've got some game-spawning guys up there. Those are going to help you to point out any animals you may encounter throughout the next two weeks. I'm going to do my best to point out as many as I can for you and tell you a little bit about each one of them. Also, folks, do you know the most important rule on Kilimanjaro Safaris is to please, for your own safety, do remain fully seated at all times. The roads get really bumpy out here, especially with my driving. Don't want anybody getting hurt, so please remain fully seated at all times. But now let's head into the reserve, though, and check in with our airborne warden. give me one second to go. Go Ahead and double check with them. Airborne Patrol, this is Symbol One. Over. Ah. Jumbo Wilson, we're just entering into the reserve around the little Aturi Forest. Over. Simba wow. One. Keep your eyes open and drive carefully. You should see lots of animals. Roger that. Wilson, in fact, folks, I see some animals already. Take a look on your right hand side. Looks like you've got a couple of Okapi out there. Now, Okapi are very shy and reclusive animals. They weren't even discovered by the Western world until about 1901. Took quite some time to discover them. Now, it looks like you do have a watering hole coming up ahead. And watering holes are very important meeting grounds for animals here in the forest. We sometimes get to see rare species. I'm really hoping we'll get to see black rhinos because they are amazing animals. They can charge at 35 miles an hour, way up to 3,000 pounds. have skin that's about an inch thick, which I know would make them sound very tough. But, unfortunately, there are less than 4,000 of these black rhinos left in the entire world because of poaching. That's why we're trying very hard to protect them. But take a look up ahead. We do have a black rhino out there to your left-hand side. So, definitely our lucky day. We got to see what was so few of them left do try very hard to protect these black rhinos in our reserve. Well, let's see what other animals we can find out uh, here. No, I think I spun an animal coming up on this hill. It might be very difficult to spawn it. Actually, take a look directly at your right first. Might you mind see some animals in an opening down there? Those are Greater Kudu, the second largest antelope in all of Africa. They camouflage very well, but might see this animal over here on the right. That's a bongo. Incredible to even catch a glimpse of a bongo because they are so seldom seen around here. They're known as the ghosts of the forest. Rarely ever get to see them. We have another animal coming up ahead. It's gonna be on your left hand side. That large bird out there, see it over there? That's a saddle-built stork. Now believe it or not, that bird is sitting down. When it stands up, it's the tallest stork in all of Africa. It can grow to be five feet tall, having a nine foot wingspan. Huge birds. But right now we're gonna to head towards the sofy river. We usually get to spot hippos. Do you wanna see any hippos? That sounds good, let's head over there. You're gonna wanna keep your eyes built in the water because they'll stay submerged for five to eight minutes at a time. That helps to keep them cool each day. They're also nocturnal, so during the daytime, such as during right now, probably see them mostly in the water, either sleeping, maybe just hanging around in the water. Really not too active though. See, there's not about too many back there. Let's take a look up ahead. Now, don't worry if we can't find any out here to the right, because we do have another section of the Safi River coming up to our left in just a moment, and we'll hopefully find some more hippos over there. They supposed to become active at night. This one you'll see the most active. They'll come completely out of the water, eat about 150 pounds of vegetation. Oh, there's some out there to your left hand side. So you can see them right along the edge of this island over here. It's sort of hard to tell how large they are when they're in the water like that, but a full grown adult male can tip the scales at 5,000 pounds. Also those white birds in the middle of the island out there, those are faint-backed pelicans. They will herd fish together in large groups, herding them into shallow waters. That helps them to catch those fish more easily. Some more hippos back there. Now, let's just keep on moving through the Saafi River, seeing what other animals we can find out here. Oh great, looks like we uh, found a really old bridge. Uh, I can't took a turn back, so we'll just have to brave it out and go across. And there are Nile crocodiles down there too, so you're definitely going to want to remain fully seated and really hope for the best because they are much more aggressive than the American alligator. They've got powerful jaws, strong enough to crush even the bones of their prey. Uh, I don't know if they're hungry, but I also don't want to find out, so I think we're going to get out of here. This is Simba One here. Go ahead, Wilson i just wanted to let you know that my ground control can a lot of elephant activity near the red pits. You definitely want to check out that area. All right. Thanks so much for the tip and We'll definitely check out those red pits in a little bit. But right now, folks, on your right-hand side, we've got this old baobab tree. That is a very ancient tree. They'll grow to be about 2,000 years old. They also remain leafless just like that for nine months each year. That helps them to retain water, especially throughout the dry season. You might want to check this down too, because right up ahead of right here, this is my absolute favorite view of the entire savannah. It's a great shot. Love this view right here. Now before we put out the animals, I'll tell you a little bit about the savanna itself. The Serengeti grassland stretch for hundreds of miles across all of East Africa. It's a super highway for millions of migrating animals each year. But it's also the year-round for some more famous animals, such as lions and elephants. This is all part of the Africa that we are working really hard to try to conserve. Uh, the first animals coming up on your right down here are going to be some reticulated giraffes. You can see one standing up, a couple laying down. What's a baby out there too, see that little baby laying down in the grass over there on the right. I'm gonna try to get around the other side of these trees, get a better shot over there. Now, reticulated giraffes get their name from the Latin word reticulata. That means nets, and that's due to that net like pattern over the coach. Take a look on your left over here, too. We've got this large Patterson Zealand, the largest antelope in all of Africa. They are so large, the males can stand at six feet tall to shoulders, weighing about 2,000 pounds. Some more on the left hand side over here, right behind that brush. Now, over there to the right, we also got two Grant zebra. Now, believe it or not, no two Grand are exactly alike. They each have their own unique traffic pattern. We've also got some white Bitter wildebeests down here on the right-hand side. They are part of one of the largest animal migrations on Earth. Over a million and a half of them migrate across this amount each year. They got some more animals on the left. Those cinnamon-colored animals are Impalus. They can jump very far, about 30 feet in a single bound. They can jump extremely far in one leap. Also, those animals in the brush out there to your left are Ancoli cattle. You can see their horns. The horns of the Ancoli cattle grow to be 6 feet long having a 20-inch circumference at the base. And also these large mounds of earth on either side are termite mounds. you got a huge termite mound on the left-hand side up here. Now, although their only building materials are termite saliva and dirt, they are as tough as concrete. In fact, they're so tough that African elephants like to use them as scratching posts. You might see them rubbing up against them every once in a while. Now, here comes this baby reticulated giraffe on the right-hand side up here. I see this little one. Now like, you see how tall they are. Now the babies when they are born can already stand at six feet tall, and a full grown adult male can grow to be 18 to 20 feet tall, weighing 2,000 to 2,500 pounds. Here's this other ridiculous giraffe really close on the right hand side over here. Wow, look, look, yeah, you know I'm not surprised it's eating, because most of them tend to eat about 16 to 20 hours each day. Still a lot of feeding, a lot of eating. There's another one on the left hand side over here, right by this tree. I think it's licking the tree, it must taste good. Alright, well, uh, let's see what other animals we can find out here. Did see a lot back there. Looks like not too many over here, though. That's right, though. So let's take a look around the other side of this brush, all these brushes, see if we can find anything else over around the bend. Wow, really looks like not too much right over in this part of the savannah, so guess what we'll do at this point is you may have heard Wilson mention back that he saw some elephant activity over the red clay pits, and we are getting really close to that area, so as long as we're in the area and there's nothing else nearby, I might as well head over there and see if we can find any African elephants before they move off too far. Now we should be there just a couple of minutes, so I guess you can just uh, sit back and relax. We should be there shortly. Monkey Point heading towards Elephant Country, over. Keep your eyes open for me. We picked up a baby elephant that was wandering off on its own. We can't find the father. I'm afraid torches may be in the preserve. Roger that, Wilson. Well, we will definitely keep an eye out, over. Okay, folks, really keep your eyes built for suspicious activity while we're out here. That's not second to me at all. But on your right, we do have an African elephant coming up over there on your right-hand side, at the other end of that watering hole. They can see how large it is. In fact, a mature male African elephant can grow to be 12,000 pounds. But you know, another great thing about Sirius is we get a really good radio frequency. So let's turn on the radio, see so if we can find any local radio stations out here. <laughs> Perfect. This is one of the most popular songs in Harambe, so, you're in other words, definitely sing along. Let's see. Uh, there's another one out there to the right-hand side as well. see if we can find any more at the red clay pit. So, let's start heading towards that area. Uh, you know what? Let me mute this for just a minute and take are across another rusty old bridge. We've got many here in Arambe, but as long as we keep it pulley, pulley, very slowly, it should be okay. This road straight in front of us takes us right on down into the red clay pit. So, see if we can find any signs of African elephants being nearby. So, I might as well get off that bridge. Let's take a look down here. You know what? I think I noticed some footprints down there. Oh, I've got some tusk marks over here on the right as well. Looks like they have been nearby. But they like to eat this red clay. That provides them with extra nutrition, giving them lots of beneficial minerals. I really hope they haven't gotten up too far, but while I'm looking, let me just explain why I'm worried right about that mother elephant being missing and the baby out there all by itself. There's actually a couple of reasons. Now, one reason is because mothers typically stay with their babies for about 13 to 15 years, taking care of them, so as you can imagine a baby African elephant can't be doing too well by itself out there without its mother. But the other reason why I'm worried is because, well, both males and females have ivory tusks, and unfortunately, poachers have discovered that they can make a lot of money with those tusks. They try very hard to get into our reserve. That's why we try really hard to keep them out as well. Do you see some coming up ahead? We'll try to move in a little closer. Looks like they're down at that watering hole. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they're eating, since most African elephants tend to eat about 300 pounds of grass each day. Really eat a lot. All oh, which a baby playing in the watering hole down here. There's a couple of babies playing down here on the left in this watering hole. Now, up ahead of this next watering hole on the left, we've got plenty of greater flamingos. These are the brightest colored flamingos in all of Africa. But, believe it or not, when they're born and they hatch they're little gray fuzzballs, they get their bright color over time as they grow older. And that's by eating brine shrimp and other small fish that have high levels of carotene. That carotene is what gives them their bright pink color as they grow older. What's great is that sometimes around this next area coming up, we get to see white rhinos. Now, I'm really hoping we'll get to see them today because they are such a great success story. They were nearly hunted to extinction for their horns, but thanks to anti-poaching laws and conservation efforts, we've been able to restore their population to a sustainable level. And I don't notice any. Uh, Okay, that's really weird. Um, Let's really keep our eyes out, especially that mother elephant still missing. I really hope that they're okay. But take a look on the right, we've got a nest of ostrich eggs in the grass down here. Those are the largest eggs in the animal kingdom. Take a look at the size of them and... Uh, no, ostrich. Okay. Now, something must have really scared off these animals for them, especially for ostrichs to leave their eggs like that. we'll trying to figure out what could have happened. Let's keep moving out here, see what we can find, who could have scared off these animals, way they went off to. simba one.
0: I see you at the junction. I suggest you go west.
1: It be Roger that, Wilson. Alright, folks, so the junction is right up ahead, so we're gonna head west and see what we can find over there. But you know what? I think I know what could have scared off those animals is ostrich and white rhinos. Take a look, directly to your left, got some cheetahs back there. Very difficult to spot them. They're laying down very low in those woods. Directly to your left, laying extremely low. You can just barely see their spots and their heads. But those are the fastest land animals on Earth. They can reach speeds of 60 to 70 miles an hour. Which is way faster than this truck, so I think we're going to get out of here. Let's keep on heading down this path though, seeing what other animals we can find around here. No way. There's actually a lion, two lions coming up on top of that hill. And one of them is straight up ahead, laying down to the left of those large rock formations, because you're laying down against a smaller rock on your left. And the male is laying down to the right of the rocks, laying down pretty low by that tree. Now, I'm really not surprised they're sleeping, because most lions actually stay inactive for 18 to 20 hours each day and they're nocturnal, so mostly see them awake at night when they do most of their hunting. And take a look up ahead, we've also got a white rhino, you can see it for a split second in the opening of these bushes up here on the right-hand side, but I wanna get a quick shot if I wanna get a picture. There's a couple of them up there. Now, they are larger than black rhinos. They weigh about four to 5,000 pounds. Black rhinos only about 3,000 pounds. Also, typically female white rhinos are typically larger than males. Really happy we got to see them. Unless those lions are sleeping, and I really don't want to disturb lions while they're sleeping. I am just think of the smartest idea, so I think we'll leave it to their little 20-hour nap and try to come back a little later on when they're actually awake. Let's see what else you can find out here. i oh, take a look. There's a warthog on your left-hand side behind that tree back there to your left. And two of them. That makes these holes out here warthog burrows. Now, warthogs are the largest burrowing mammals in Africa. What they do is to help them defend themselves against predators, they will back into their burrows and expose their tusks. But in case their burrows aren't nearby, they've got a runaway. They're stubby little legs and help them get to speeds of about 30 miles an hour. Up to the right, another nest of ostrich eggs and an ostrich up here as well. An ostrich is eating. Now, ostrich are flightless birds, but they can reach speeds of about 40 miles an hour when they run. And They do lay their eggs like that in the middle of nowhere since they can't fly, so they just lay them on the grass. But that's why there's usually an ostrich in the area keeping an eye out on them. Let's see what else we can find out here. Hey mama, there are poachers in the area. Can you help us cut them off? Uh, what do you say, folks? Do you want to help Wilson cut off those poachers? Yay! Yeah? Alright, we we'll... Alright, folks, hold on back to this. there for the reason why that mother elephant went missing. And that baby's still out there all by itself, which really cannot be good at all. Uh-oh. Great. This is not good, folks. Um, I think the butchers are trying to just get, look at this, master these gears. We'll try to go after them. Now, the roads has got a little bumpy, so try, try to keep it careful, but probably going to want to remain seated back there. Wilson, this is symbol one. Can you help us out here? Any idea where those butchers could have run off to? The
0: butchers are heading east. Keep going, and then
1: drive them to my control. Over. All right, Roger, Wilson. We'll head in that direction right now. Oh, great, folks. It does look a little bumpy there, so probably gonna want to hold on back there. Just hang I get through these bumps pretty fast. Hold on back there. Just a little bumpy. Oh, Gucci gets us up ahead, also. Seth that they're trying to run off to try to get to see what these guys just watch out on the right. Oh, great for more up ahead, but want we'll to make a run for us. Whoa. Watch out on the left hand side over here. Just watch out on both sides. Got these guys here all over the place. Oh, no. Wilson, I see the poachers camp and it looks deserted. I think that we're a little too late. Drop them right into my button. Roger, that's a really full try to catch up to you. So, Hold on back there. Sounds like Wilson's got him. Oh, excellent, folks. Looks like our warrants that maybe managed to hide and see this baby African elephant. It's definitely a good thing, but unfortunately it looks like we did manage to get up our scheduled track, and that means we have to cut that 2 weeks of our. Just a little short, have to check in with the wardens, but I'll go ahead and drop you off at the nearest warden's post, and from there it's just a short hike back to Harambe Village. And I do want to thank you all so much for helping us to protect and conserve our local wildlife. It really means a lot to me. Just don't let it matter where you live, there are always ways that you can help to protect and conserve the local wildlife in your own area. Also has anybody back there checked out the Pangani Forest exploration trail yet? No, not at all. Alright. Well definitely gonna want to check it out because you can see a lot of animals over there that you couldn't see on our safari. In fact, probably one of the biggest ones over there are those gorillas. So if you want to see gorillas, definitely check out that area. Also have another hippo pool over there, can see more hippos. See some naked ball rats, some near cats, a lot of reptiles and insects. So plenty of animals to check out over at the Pangani Forest Exploration Trail. Another thing over to do in Africa is Rafiki's Planet Watch. Take the wildlife express train over there. It's the only way to get to or from that area. Once over there, can learn a lot about endangered species. Also great for smaller children. They have an affection section where you can pet some of the animals. So they also have a vet hospital in case you're interested in that. So definitely go check out Rafiki's Planet Watch if you haven't done so already. Take the wildlife express train over there. By the way, since we had to cut our safari a little short, what we're going to do is we're going to sit here for the next 13 days trying to get back to this awareness post so you can Enjoy those hard plastic seats. We'll be on our way in early January. Shouldn't be too long at all. But let's go for this uh, one We're not supposed to clear out in front of us. And we should be on our way. All section has a perfect time to remember to take any loose items you may have left behind. Definitely check those net pouches in front of you, anywhere on the floor, anywhere in those seats. Don't leave anything behind. You might as keep it on this truck with these bumpy roads long enough. You might as well take it back with you. Now, at least there's just one thing left to say, folks. It's in Harambe. We really don't like to say goodbye. So instead, we say Kwa which means to go well. So Kwa everybody. All right, it's All right, Sunday thank you all so much. So do remain seated until we come to the full and complete stop. And remember, this is Africa. Don't be afraid to go a little wild out there. Jumbo, Matthew. Jumbo, oh, hold, symbol one. Welcome back to the Warden's post. Just watch your hands and feet as you open these doors. Don't forget to check the net bags down in front of you. All right, thank you all so much for using Kilimanjaro Safaris. Come back and see us on the future safari sometime real soon. And remember, Hakuna Matata. No hurries, no, no worries in Africa. We chose to go on the slowest truck that we have out here. Really? Yeah, this is the slowest truck we have. Worked great, man. It worked great. I'll
0: send you the audio and the video. Sounds good. Is it okay if I put on the show? You know, just a, like... No,
1: that's fine, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Because by then, probably you'll be long gone. and yeah, then just you, make
1: sure it's after I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> tell, sure. see, see you later, man. You have a great day, man. You <laughs>
0: too. Don't forget to tell him Matt, Matt or Matthew was a great driver.
1: <laughs> I certainly will. Take care, Matt. Oh.
0: and with that we close out episode 16 of the imagineer podcast and hey i want to thank you so much for helping me to save that baby african elephant who was all out there by himself uh, so glad that we we're able to find him save him from those poachers and reunite him with his mother. So thank you so much for helping me to conserve wildlife and wild places. Just getting back into my old uh, roots there at Kilimanjaro Safaris. But seriously, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Imagineer podcast. I do hope you enjoyed uh, taking a ride along with me on my safari back in December of 2007. I have such fond memories working at Kilimanjaro Safaris and even Besides working there, do you feel it is one of the best attractions at any Disney park? It is so closely rooted in what Walt always dreamed to build, an attraction with live animals. It is one of the largest attractions ever built, um, one of the most intricate, and of course, a fun ride every time you go on it, no two safaris are ever the same because it does have live animals. I absolutely love that attraction. I uh, want to remind you, as always, if you don't follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, well, you certainly should because we are posting some terrific content there. So you can follow us on Facebook at Imagineer Podcast on Instagram at Imagineer Podcast, or on Twitter at Imagineer Audio. And I want to encourage you to please do reach out to me at imagineerpodcast at gmail.com and let me know your feedback about any of our podcast episodes. And in the case of this particular uh, episode 16, let me know how Kilimanjaro Safaris ranks for you on your list of favorites at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, I know it's probably a little bit lower on the list for those of you who love Flight of Passage, but it is still an amazing attraction. Um, So I definitely am curious to hear what your thoughts are about this attraction. What do you love the most about it? What's your favorite animal? Do you have a favorite story, a favorite driver experience uh, from riding this attraction as a kid or as an adult? Would love to get your feedback. So please do send an email to me at ImagineerPodcast at gmail.com for the chance to have your thoughts red live on the air on one of these podcast episodes as always i want to thank you so much for listening to the imagineer podcast it really means the world to me subscribe and share it out with your friends and i want to remind you and i think this is a real testament to the fact that i had this dream of working for disney since i was a kid made it happen worked for one of the best attractions at disney so as always folks please please remember that if you can dream it you can do it